0: Love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Welcome to my job friends.
1: Enjoy your stay. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Bob's Tavern Cast. This is the show where I, your bartender Jay.
0: I'm your bartender Don.
1: We uh just kind of hang around the tavern and see what's been going on. So uh <laughs> Let's pour a drink and jump right in. Don, how has your week been? How's your two weeks been? Because it's been a... Have uh, we missed last week? Did we not? Or was the week before? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Every day and week feels like it's all
0: just one long thing, and I can't tell them apart anymore. Um, uh, so I think that's a pretty good description of how, how it's been going.
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely, it feels like the middle of the year, which for me, and most people complain about like the, like the winter time, the end of the year, like when it gets really cold and stuff. For me, it's that middle of the year where there's just like, we're, we're well in our, we're well underway. But nothing is really happening. It's kind of like the lull of the year for me. But uh yeah, no, this this week has been very interesting. Um, I've had good news and bad news all over the place and um streaming issues left and right. My goodness. I, I think I was able to stream one night this week just due to well, one point Two nights this week, as I started one and my computer crashed. So, uh, yeah, it it has definitely been a challenging week. But speaking of challenging, I wanted to talk this week about a challenge that we often see, and it's it gets frustrating after a while, and and that's Murlocs. Um, now. The funny thing about Murlocs is that the strategy itself isn't great. Like, it, it is a very win or lose. Like, again, Ricky Bobby's strategy ain't first, you're last. Literally, because you either get first place or you get last place with these. Um, what What is your take on Murlocs in Battlegrounds?
0: Uh, I don't know. I I feel like they're there. Sometimes they feel super strong. Sometimes they feel like they're terrible. So (laughs) it feels kind of hit or miss. Like they seem pretty dang good if you can hit all kind of all of your key Murlocs, uh, you know, especially buffing up the health um, and roar repeatedly. If you can buff the health repeatedly, if you can, you know, hit Megasaur. Um, But if if you can't, then yeah, they, they feel terrible.
1: So yeah, I wanted to... To first break down, like you said, it's it's so weird because they are extremely polarizing. But at the end of the day, are our minions really all that they're cut out to be? Like, are they are they really as good as people tend to believe they are? And you know, one of the things that we've we've seen is. In short, early on, murlocs are very dangerous. Um, similar to that Yellow Straza comp, where you just, unless you just draw into nothing but murlocs, trying to focus murlocs and just constantly play them is a really dangerous strategy. And I, I think the only thing that would be more dangerous than just trying to force murlocs unless you have a uh any type of hero that is really strong for murlocs such as um, um flergol and uh maybe the curator uh, and also pyramid is as another really strong option um if you try to force it you're going to deal with a lot of high attack low defense minions which are really easy to work around. Um, Things like Red Whelp disrupt that. Um, The Basilisk, uh, which is new. And honestly, I I haven't really... I think people have kind of started to forget about it already, at least from what I've seen. Um, But, I mean, there's just so many strategies around getting around that low defense. Uh, Of course, Pack Leader. The Pack Leader strat is always a... uh, a big pain to deal with. But if you do make it to the end game, that is where it tends to get a little wild. And this is, this is information coming directly from HS replay. I, I bit the bullet. I got the battlegrounds um, tier for research, (laughs) but just looking at those turns, when it came to combat win rate, there are a couple of cards that stand out that make make it kind of make sense at how good Murlocs are. And that's Holy Mackerel. Um, for those who don't know, Holy Mackerel, any time a minion loses Divine Shield, this gains Divine Shield. Gentle Megasaur and Bran Bronzebeard. Those, those th- th- three cards by themselves make for extremely strong board presence. In fact, all three of those cards have well, sorry, Bran is close, but the other two have a 75.8% win rate when they're on the board. Um brand has a 74%. So it is it's insane how strong the Murloc endgame is.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, when I mentioned earlier, if you can get repeated health buffs and things like that, you know, brand was something that I was definitely thinking about. Uh, because like you mentioned, they kind of do have a much higher health or uh, attack generally than health. So if you add that health, then all of a sudden they become balanced, right? They have a lot of attack and a lot of health.
1: They can have divine shields, and then that's when they become really strong. Absolutely. absolutely, and, and even just looking, you know, looking through the turns, if I'm looking at, you know, turns one and two, eh, n- nothing really great. You know, Rock Bull Hunter is okay because it has the high defense. Three to four, or three to five, they completely fall off and you don't see win rates except for filth and navigator. Uh, and again, like what I'm noticing with these is there are very, there are very few consistent, uh, presences like with all of the other options, you can go kaboom bot. You can mix a kaboom bot in with like a scavenging hyena or a rat pack. You can, Throw in a piloted shredder if you don't have anything. You can add a red whelp. Like all of these cards, and especially around three to five, because that's when you start getting your tier four minions and your early tier five minions, like Herald of Flames, Savannah High main. But when you are trying to go Murloc, it is so important that you are drawing into a good hand. And I think that is why the first or last comes in. And like you said, you have to do something about that health or you're going to die. Now, playing against Murlocs, I think in the early game, you don't really try to target it. You don't really think about Murlocs because, again, Murlocs, one of the things that is, uh, I guess, a, a big issue with Murlocs as well is similar to the Basilisk problem most of them are very low tiered minions so even if you do lose they're only contributing one maybe two damage to the overall total so i think that when you start to hit tier you know 3 tier 4 tier 5 you really want to be focusing on how do i how do i control the things that are going to do a lot of damage how am I going to make sure Bronze Wardens die? How am I going to make sure that um, I'm trying to think of another like a good tier four minion that's like just stupid strong. And I know they're just in general. <laughs> I mean, well, that's when you're going to have like cave hydras and stuff. But it, but during that time, they're still really weak. So, I mean, you've got like Herald of Flame and Mechano Egg, but. Okay, yeah. How are you gonna get around a security rover? How are you gonna get around, you know, an eight eight that's dropped from a cano egg, especially if a noyo module's been thrown onto it? Like I feel like I feel like tier four is where decisions start being made because that pool by itself doesn't have much and it's all set up for what's gonna happen in tier five. And and that's where you start to see Murlocs, you know, most Murloc builds will rush right past it. But when you're fighting against Murlocs, I think that that's when you have to make your decisions. And one of the first things that we talked about was really focusing on if you see it happening, you see a couple of people already playing Murlocs. They have high health totals. They haven't lost much. You want to start focusing on your divine shields. You want to start focusing on your cleaves. And uh Don, what what minions do you like to uh, throw in against uh, a good Murloc build, especially around that tier f- three, four, and five range? Uh
0: yeah, I mean kind of like you mentioned, the the cleaves are pretty good. Um, I mean you don't have one of them until six, but uh cave and four and, I mean, death rattles can be effective, too, just because you're keeping things continuously on the board. Um, I feel like the death rattles kind of in that mid-game can do a lot against Murlocs uh, until they start getting, like, Divine Shields. Once once your opponent's Murlocs have Divine Shield, then the death rattles don't usually feel as good because the Divine Shield Murloc takes out your bigger thing, and then you're left with generally weaker things left over from the death rattle effect. So, but I think in that, that mid game, uh, any death rattle or just something that creates, like you said, security rover. I mean, just continuously creating uh, more minions that those Murlocs have to deal with.
1: Yeah. Also, there's, there's something to say about, you know, dealing damage without swinging. Like, I mean, Kaboom bots, especially golden Kaboom bots I mean, yeah, they're they're you know tier two minions, but they do so much damage, especially to a Murloc build, if if you're able to bust two divine shields early. And and kaboom bots are definitely one of those minions that work really well in late game wise as well. Um, another minion that I completely glossed over outside of that uh three, four, and five range is I lost it, (laughs) is the unstable ghoul. Um, Just having when they start to get their divine shields out, if you have unstable ghoul, if you're able to get your death rattles um, basically all triggering at once, you're really able to shred through those divine shields. And um, again, some of the lower health uh, situations that murlocs have to deal with.
0: I'd say along with that, too, uh, Soul Juggler, if you're looking at, like, as early as Tier 3. Um, but usually, especially if you can find it, like, on Tier 3, uh, Soul Juggler can kind of last a little
1: while if you have the build for it. Yeah, and and with that, you have, like, some really solid demons uh, in that range as well. So you have Imprisoner, which gives you, again, more damage when combined with Soul Juggler. You have, um, on tier three, uh, you have your imp gang bosses, which I mean, that's that by itself to me is one of the strongest demons in, in that range. Just because of, you know, when combined with the soul juggler, you can do, you can do damage after damage, after damage, after damage. I I think that. In terms of what tribe specifically is best against Murlocs, I would definitely think demons, only because demons tend to have both a high attack and high health. Um, and and one of the things using your your life total as a resource, um, you can build big demons and beat murlocs that that's a thing that a lot of people have kind of stopped doing is going for the massive demon build because it is dangerous absolutely i mean that that is this game the game is is basically i'm gonna do a thing that thing may get me killed but when done properly it is able to win the game
0: Yeah, and I mean, I agree with you there. I think that demons are pretty good against Mer, uh, yeah, against Murlocs. Um I mean, like we kind of already talked about though, it's you, you're doing things with demons like Soul Juggler, and you have multiple Taunt minions. You have like like you mentioned again as well, Imp Gang Boss that's putting out some one ones, and then those are dying, and you're getting more pings with the Soul Jugglers. Uh, you know. Ideally, once you climb to like tier five, you have Malganus um, that can give you buffs with your demons and Void Lords, which putting out another big taunt and then putting even more taunts out, uh, you know, so it kind of controls where those Murlocs are, are hitting so that you can kind of, you know, again, especially if you have Soul Juggler, kind of puts you in control a little bit more if you're kind of forcing those Murlocs to hit certain minions first.
1: And what other minion at end game, you know, the tier 6, the the demon matronus herself, Imp Mama, like one of the things that a lot of people forget about with Imp Mama is it doesn't just summon a random demon, it summons a random demon with taunt. And and that's the thing when you have these divine shields, when you have these poisons all triggering, what you want to happen is you, you want those poisons to be wasted on things that didn't start on your board. You want them to hit the 1-1 one, one Imp. You want them to hit the, you know, whatever Imp Mama is spawning because that's going to allow your board to maintain its presence. So when you're positioning, you have to keep that in mind of like, okay, if I'm going up against this Murloc build, I'm at tier 6, they're at tier 6. I need to set my demons up so that when their poisons hit, it's going to it's going to minimize the damage. Or another good example of that is if you go um, in game dragons with Nadina the Red, making sure you're Nadina the Red for some reason I've I've seen people buff Nadina the Red and it's like, um, you kinda want her to die. <laughs> like that that the goal isn't for her to live. That's that's a bad idea. Um but y- you you want to make sure that the minions that are dying early, you intend for them to die. And by doing that, it, it completely disrupts the Murloc strategy. Yeah. And I guess kind of, you know, we talked about
0: kind of the tier three, four, five, but yeah, I guess transitioning to like more of the late game, the tier five and six, I I think the cleaves kind of only go so far at that point. Uh, and it, Again, once you get to that tier six, or, or your Murloc opponent gets to tier six, they can get that gentle Megasaur and like you said, uh, you know, all their stuff can have poisonous, and that's when I think you probably, if if you're able to, you want to start trying to get more of those divine shields, like you mentioned, and Holy Mackerel is a good one to do that, like you mentioned in Nadina, um, or having things that just keep spawning and kind of controlling, but. Yeah, uh, even Zap maybe could kind of help. But again, once they get like Divine Shield and or Divine Shield Poisonous, it can be a little more tricky. So you kind of have to keep in mind, like, what is going to happen if these Murlocs have Poisonous and Divine Shield and they start (laughs) hitting my things and I don't have a chance? Uh, Sometimes there's not much you can do about it, but there are there are a few things you
1: can do. See, that's where I like the like foe reaper, um, Kangor's Apprentice combo. Um, if you get your foe reaper out early, you've you've cleaved the divine shields off. The foe reaper is gonna die. Like you ha- you want it to die in this case. Um but you you combine like a foe reaper with a golden kaboom bot, you know. These are these are things that are possible. And then on top of that, you mix in a um a Kangaroo's Apprentice, you're able to duplicate all of that triggering happening and really doing a lot of damage. And I mean, not to be greedy, but you know, maybe you throw a a Baron Rivendare in there as well. And now you've done, you've completely disrupted their strategy. And, and again, I I think that's where things like um, the unstable ghoul also help out because ultimately you're not playing for your minions to overpower the Murlocs. You're playing to disrupt whatever the Murlocs are doing. And then from there, you can usually just mow them down. Like they're not, they're usually not too big and they don't have anything after the fact. I mean, I've, I rarely see someone play Gentle Megasaur and then give them the summon a 1-1 death rattle like that that just doesn't get picked Um, so I, I think when you're able to to look at that and look at your hand and say how do I construct this in a way that okay I've destroyed whatever the Murlocs were planning to do now my board can just be my board and now we can win the game yeah absolutely and
0: I do want to point out. I think uh, we kind of mentioned how demons are pretty good against Murlocs. We mentioned kind of some divine shield mech type stuff. We even mentioned dragons. I I really think beasts struggle yeah. against Murlocs, especially once you get to that that kind of end game, the tier six, because you know, like we mentioned, they could have divine shield and poisonous, and some of the some comps when you have your own divine shields and that kind of stuff might be a little bit of a, of a closer match, but if you're just playing beasts and then they just knock into your big beast that you've been building up, you know, you've got a mama bear or whatever, you got this stuff, and you're like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna have these gigantic beasts, and then here comes this little murloc and just hits it with poisonous, like it does nothing, so that could be a consideration too, if you're kind of getting to that, maybe even tier four, and you don't really have a solid thing going, but like you mentioned earlier, again, maybe you see that somebody else who's kind of doing well has been playing murlocs or they are starting to pick up a few more murlocs you've noticed then might be a good time to not uh, go for beasts.
1: Absolutely. And and to me in game, the only beast comp that I see working well against a murloc build is gas Coiler. And, even with that, you're kind of hoping for something to disrupt the Murloc strategy. It's not even like, this gas coiler is gonna save the day. It's like, maybe whatever this gas coiler, like, hits, will wind up saving the day. Um, maybe we can hire roll the death rattles, and it'll give us something that does something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think that that, that speaks volumes to, to the issue. Um, that said... I really want to emphasize, and it's probably the last point for me, is that you can often see what's happening in advance. Um, You can make some assumptions based on what's happened the last few rounds. Keep an eye on, like if you see someone going Murlocs, keep an eye on their health total. Keep an eye on um, what tier they're at. Keep an eye on how many golden objects they have, because what, what I tend to notice is that when Murlocs don't have things that are golden, they're often playing Battle Cries and, and swapping them. So you're going to have a bigger Murloc board than maybe one that has um, that's full of poisons or one that's, you know doing something crazy. And if, you know, right now the strategy for most Murloc builds is to stay at one and two as long as possible and then rush to five, which is actually really doable now. And maybe that'll be something that we can talk about in a future episode. Um, but I, I really think that Murloc's for a long time and and we don't really we don't really talk much about strategies like how to how to beat a specific group on this on this show because the meta changes so fast but murlocs have kind of been the annoying thing in the room for the last two or three months and i don't see that changing anytime soon unless we get something that's more oppressive um that's just a clearer win but I, I, right now, I feel like what I've noticed, and I know what, uh, I know you've echoed this, and I know that even our guest from last time, uh, Christine, mentioned this. um, When you get to that top four position, there's almost always a Murloc build involved. And what you're seeing is you're seeing the one time that person played Murlocs and it worked. what you're missing is the number of times that person played Murlocs and it failed miserably. Um, that said the fact that you can almost see a Murloc build in every single comp tells you that it's a pretty good idea, a pretty good strategy. And there's a way that you can set up a strong board and quickly work around it to be able to defeat Murlocs, but just keeping an eye on what they're doing, I think is really a big step. And, um, there are tools like, um, the HS replay, like deck tracker and battle buddy and stuff. They allow you to do things like that and you can kind of see what's going on. But I think more than anything, just use your eyes, like just check. I, I I like to think to myself, like take, take the first few minutes of every round and see, okay, what happened last round? Who won, who lost, Who's playing what? How many you know? How many people have already gone like full tilt Murlocs with five Murlocs on the board? Like you already know what's going to happen at that point. So, um, and that said, the easiest way to beat Murlocs is to beat them early. If they don't have a lot of health at the end of the day, when they do mess up at one time, it often ends with them losing the game.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know that's something that I think reflects not only in just trying to counter Murlocs, but just in general, like watching what your opponents are doing, you'll notice if you watch a lot of the streamers, especially people who put out YouTube content and all that kind of stuff, who have that really hard or really high uh, rating, you know, they do pay attention to those kind of things. They look at what everybody's doing, what everybody's picking at, who's, who's been winning that kind of stuff. They pay attention to all of that stuff. So just keeping an eye on that, and it, you know, if you haven't been doing that, it's going to be hard to do. You got to put a lot of focus into it, and it's going to take some time. But you know, give yourself that time and start trying to focus on that, and you'll notice an improvement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dragon, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we did have some stuff that uh, we'll be we'll be mentioning uh, in a future episode. Some really fun things going on. And, uh, but yeah, what do you have, uh, what do you have coming up this week? Anything fun?
0: Um, you know, I, I do want to mention, I know that this is, a, a podcast all about Hearthstone and Hearthstone Battlegrounds, but I do want to mention that, uh, next week, starting on Tuesday, May 26th, uh, Kaza Voices of the Dusk is open to early access on steam so it's a it's another card game that's been in development uh, from a team down in chile and when i first played it last year in like august sometime uh i just fell in love with the game so if you love card games and want to try something different uh they don't use like a mana system or lands or anything like that is definitely a, a different uh, strategy and different way to play card games but that's coming to early access, so I am excited for that, and I'm going to be streaming that uh, much more, and mixing that in with the Hearthstone that I stream. So I'm excited for that.
1: Absolutely, and and I think that, that there's something to say about that. Like a lot of people go to battlegrounds for, as a um, kind of a respite from ladder. And dealing with ladder anxiety. I think that's something that I've had recently. Even one of my streams was named like BGs until Highlander Rogue is tier one again. Like I don't, I, I often go to Battlegrounds is the place that I, I feel like just let let it like wash over you. Let the RNG and the the Murloc noises and all those things like just let it consume you and and don't think too hard about it. And I think that also can be said about jumping into other games as well. Like, if you need a break from something, by all means, like, take a break. Uh, Wicked Good, one of our friends, often says uh, be excellent to each other, but uh, be excellent to yourself, too. Like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And uh, that includes getting out there and playing all the games that you enjoy playing. Um, I I don't talk about it often, but I, I love Minecraft. I love, you know a lot of sports games and I play them regularly, but we don't talk about them all that much because we don't do a other games podcast, but that's, that's kind of going to be it for this week. Uh, If you want to catch us online, I guess I can go first on that one. You can follow me on Twitter at KJY Miller. And of course you can uh, watch me stream uh, whenever my computer works on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv slash And Don, what about you? Uh, everyone can find me on Twitter at
0: Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K. Uh, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dragonrider DK.
1: Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for this week because bob left without telling us what we need to do next so i've been your bartender jay i've been your bartender don and the tavern's closed everybody get out
0: welcome back to cena now nobody is time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Kriziki. Your dot corner is ready
1: for brooding. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab.
0: I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads.
1: Diamond in the Rough schools Always a pleasure.